Do you hear that? I did. Yep. Okay. Recording in so, progress. So it has to be like recording for both of us. Yeah. I, there's a little blinky light. It says recording. So. Fantastic. So it's begun. Um, I've put exactly zero effort into trying to figure out how to introduce any of this. So, Solid. So, uh, so I assume it's going to be like an ongoing process over the course of three or four episodes while this is like slowly hammered out into a shape that is, you know, can be consumed by a human. Yeah. Um, so, so the first episode might be a little bit unfit for human consumption, which is um, one of my favorite terms ever P- that I heard. Pilots always are. <laughs> so you go back and watch the pilot of anything and it's like, oh man, I can't believe this made it. Yeah. Cool. So, so my, my intention would be to start with just like a little bit of background about both of us and myself. Um, perhaps not a speaker, you know, like my whole story, but just like, just a little bit of a, you know, the cliff notes, so you know, where I'm mm-hmm. coming from. Yeah. Um, I've been sober from alcohol for eight years. I originally began in the halls of AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I I lasted about three there. And then I found a program called um, Refuge Recovery, which is um, a Buddhist-inspired, meditation-based um, way to recover from addiction of, of all kinds. And at the time, I thought it was much better. Um, it definitely spoke to me a little bit more authentically to like what is important to my life. Cause they talked about things like, you know, happiness, empowerment, um, you know, space, um, community. They like, they talked about things that I was like, I'm pretty sure this is, you know, um, not to go into too long of a rant, but you know, effectively the problem is connection. Mm-hmm. Like connection is the problem. <laughs> It's, um, you know, the, like the opposite of addiction is not, you know, recovered. It is connection. Mm -hmm. And I found it much easier to connect with humans and, you know, my experience and people in um, uh, refuge recovery. So I got really into it. And then um, a thing happened and um, (laughs) I, I, I was, uh, I was particularly, um, Do you hear that? I don't. Okay, there like like there's a <laughs> there's there's like a like 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 a random adorable child crying outside my window. My niece is oh crying. solid, but uh, I'll cut that out or something. That that was also part of this. It was like probably less background noise. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean that's a great idea, but um, so I um could no longer just for my for my value system, I decided to go to Dharma recovery for reasons. And Mm -hmm. um, it's much the same program. It's just packaged a little bit different and even sort of involves um, a percentage of the same people as the other program. So um, I was able to kind of transition to that. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Um, My life in the last two or three years has completely fallen apart, which is been really good for my recovery and my practice um Mm -hmm. because there's nothing quite like that grist in the mill um to uh, kick you into overdrive and get you to look at things that you've been ignoring your entire life um and that's much to now i just i've been talking about doing a podcast for a long time and um 
absolutely excited to do it with my buddy Theo. I don't know how else to, <laughs> I don't know how else to end that. <laughs> I feel like I should have talked for longer now. Like, like, like that's not even close to all the shit that happened to me, but I mean, that's, that's right. basically it. You know, right. Like that's a very open to different philosophies as far as, um, or different modalities of recovery. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just not a hundred percent sold, um, for many reasons on just the one version of recovery that is most people's experience. Um, and I don't mean that in a reductive way, but I mean that in an additive way, like there is more we can, yeah. all, you know, like we can do different things and it's right. fine. I'd be like, like, I have to believe that. I, it I have takes to all kinds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's of course about a hundred thousand things that happened um, <laughs> within the space of those two events, but just for the sake of what we're doing today, I'll just talk about, I'll just end it there. That that's, that's what I'm doing now. I'm very into Buddhist practice, Buddhist philosophy, and um, the idea that every single human alive is recovering from something. Um, you know, every single person um, struggles with that in their own way, even normals. So, anyway. yeah. Yeah, I feel like I should clap or something. Also, you did a really <laughs> or bow. Uh, you did a really good job at answering a lot of the questions that I had in like, what do I say? You know. Um, so I appreciate that it was concise and. Uh, <laughs> I also was wondering where we were gonna land on cussing, and you've already said shit, so I feel pretty good about uh, not having to censor or monitor myself because that would get uh, sticky pretty quick. Um, I I have such a good rant on swearing. Yeah. Do but, you? Yes. We could do a whole whole episode because same. Mm -hmm. I I think it makes me far more relatable. And, That's the truth. Right? Uh, because approachable. Life, life isn't just difficult. It's fucking difficult. You right. Know I mean? Right. It's That's fucking it. hard. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, I will also not make, I will try not to make a lot of that's what she said jokes throughout, uh, but we'll see where that lands. Um, so yeah, uh, not super different, kind of different. Uh, <laughs> lots of the details are different. Containers are very similar, but I, so I got sober at 22 in like rehab and then AA and I stayed well I actually originally got sober in CA um cocaine anonymous which was like not my thing but it was just a lot more like like the people there were wild man and I was very wild prior to recovery and so it it was a lot easier transition for me than the uh like suit and tie wear a dress stand at the podium kind of situations that I later kind of like moved into <laughs> so I did AA for man like probably eight or nine years um pretty religiously and, uh, and I don't use that term lightly but I uh it was my path for a long time and then um Somewhere during the pandemic, <clears throat> it was prior to the pandemic that I 
got I started doing like refuge right I started going to refuge meetings uh meditating more frequently and I like what you said a lot about like here's where I heard about empowerment and compassion and self-love and um and like reciprocity and it was so different from what like I took away from recovery prior to that, you know, like prior to that, it was very, and this is like my own interpretation, you know, and what I carried that like just bounced off of what I was already carrying around in me. But it was very much before based on this idea that I like had to get better. I had to get better than I like inherently was and that I was inherently kind of like broken or damaged. Um, And here was this thing that was like, or maybe love yourself you know or maybe like show some compassion for your own human suffering and also don't be a dick you know like don't hurt others love yourself and if you do both of those things both of those things consequently become easier um and so I did a little of both for a while um during the pandemic is kind of when I was doing like online AA and uh online it was dharma by that time that I had kind of moved into and um and then yeah I just I found myself more and more attracted to dharma and kind of like approaching recovery from a buddhist perspective and more than that and even like as my recovery has been now because I've been sober for 12 12 years now um 11 or 12 probably not important um but I now it looks like a lot of things like I can't say that like just recovery dharma is equates to my recovery now it's like also therapy equates to my recovery also like doing my own internal work like equates to recovery going on hikes and climbing mountains and doing my many different like things to try to like connect to the natural world I love Buddhism um it's been so beneficial for me and then there's also a fair amount of other shit that has really like kind of fed me and forced me to look at the things that recovery requires me to you know it's not just like I haven't used drugs or drank in a long time but there are still things that I'm recovering from. Um, there are still just like traumas, uh, relationship stuff, identity stuff. Like there are many things that I still have to navigate because of my human experience. Um, and I found a lot of different ways to do that. So I'm excited to talk about that here because like that's what we do, right? I was like talking with people around dinner last night about they said, what is the podcast about? I was like, well, umbrella recovery, but kind of like everything else also. And they said, oh, okay. So like the things you've been talking about for years now, I was like, yeah, that I'm going to do that. I'm going to record it though with Sean, my best friend, and it's going to be lovely. So bum, ba, da, bum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <clears throat> I I messed up mine so badly. I'm so, you know, comparing mine to yours. Oh my been... god, Paul. We can't do that. <laughs> I uh, yeah. No more independent speeches. Now we just talk. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. 
no like 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 that is a very common thing for me to do it'd be like damn it i should have done mine differently that's so well spoken you're so clever theo good job i guess that's why yeah. we're friends but the <laughs> The... Sounds like that innately wrong stuff. And, oh, there must be inher something inherently damaged about me that I'm not good enough to speak my own experience. Weird. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's the thing that you touched on that, like, stuck out to me the most is that there is, like, um, something inherent, like, like, in recovery, you eventually come to this like intersection between like what I am supposed to do versus my own humanity. I mm -hmm. feel where, where, where there is times where those are at odds. And I just found that like, I guess as a philosophy and as a practice, um, Buddhism tends to be a bigger container. Yeah. So it has more room for all of me. Mm -hmm. It's there that I promise. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> <laughs> there's like 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 an inherent sort of DIY nature to the self-help that we sort of give to one another in recovery. And mm -hmm. I just found better tools there, more more things that I aspire to. Um mm -hmm. you know, it's it's recovery at its core is a confusing, difficult, painful experience. It's like mm. you wake up one day and every avenue your brain uses to create serotonin and dopamine mm. does not work anymore. Right. Or, or is horrifyingly unhealthy or is, you know, you know, dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. You know, also <laughs> it's one. like all yeah. of a sudden, all of a sudden, like this thing that I thought was keeping me living um, is maybe killing me. Yes. <laughs> and um, having to like kind of make those choices is is mm -hmm. like, um, you know, I like like I suppose I'll get this out of the way like really early. But, you know, that being said, like, you know, the difference between people who recover in AA versus, you know, in other, you know, alternative programs, the numbers are about the same in both camps. Like like mm -hmm. you get like eight percent of people that try succeed and then that number gets higher and higher and higher the longer you go out um you know at five years that percentage is larger at 10 years that percentage is larger so 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 i guess right. like what what we're talking about isn't necessarily like a right or a wrong way it's so it's yeah. really just a a like um <laughs> my nieces are just like <laughs> so but like like you know uh, what we're actually talking about is um you know there if you authentically do not connect with the modality in aa there's other alternatives okay. and there's certainly like you know like as as i mentioned before like the d there's kind of like a diy vibe in community in most cases where they're just like oh my mm -hmm. gosh dude i like you know they'll slide the book across the table you're like there's good shit in this you should read it <laughs> you know? and then like you know sort of healing gets disseminated in um you know that way you know um, yeah i think noah levine very famously said that the best thing about aa is the community right and i think i think a lot of people would agree to that you know and it's definitely like so many of the friends that i still have came from that source you know like came from those communities and man i 
I was just telling somebody the other day, like the, I'm grateful for how I've met all the people, you know, because recovery is, it's a painful, getting sober is a painful process. Like recovery is also painful, but like the catalyst of like getting sober, when you hit that point or you have that external like circumstance that forces you into that point or whatever it is that gets you there, it's like, it's debilitating. And so I think that when you build community, when you make relationships in recovery and you know that like, I know you felt that debilitating, crushing, like earth shattering, life altering thing that I did. And now we have like learned how to survive on the other side of that um, in a way that's like sustainable to our life. Uh, it creates this like automatic connection, you know? Um, so I do the relationships that I built in AA are still some of them are still very present in my life. Um, and then I've got to build relationships in like recovery dharma as well. And now I'm building relationships with just like other people who experience suffering and uh, want to try to do and feel and better, whatever that means, you know. Well, for sure. Yeah. I like, like, I like how like you like, you know, it like, um, you know, it expands. It's like rings. It's just like right? you know, people in my home group and then people, you know, in my life. And then, you know, the people that I meet at the farmer's market or, or oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. I like how like <laughs> you, you acknowledge that, that, that they are sufferers. Like they mm -hmm. have purchased, you know, their deluxe suffering package, regardless of, you know, like right. the delivery method, because we're all human. There's, there's right. not a single person alive who does not suffer. It is a part of right. Well, and the four noble truths. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> the four noble truths are just like so transferable. You know, it's like there is suffering. Yes, absolutely. I see that. You can't get on the internet or like go to the grocery store without seeing that evidence. You know, and then it's like craving leads to suffering and living in. We're going to just jump right in living in like the society that we live in, specifically a capitalist society, like craving it's evidence that craving leads to suffering, you know, that that's central when we don't have enough, we suffer or when we believe that we don't have enough, we suffer. And then it just becomes like, okay, what, what changes with the four noble truths for me is like, there is a path to end the suffering because I think that there are so many people out there in recovery and not who don't know that you know it's more about survival and I think that that's like what recovery for a long time even then like recovery was survival to me <laughs> do you hear yeah. banging on the door I'm coming in it's me <laughs> a little bit a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I'm coming in it's me like <laughs> <laughs> please can I have can I have 30 minutes please <laughs> But it it just changes from like survival to like, oh, maybe there's something different and maybe I'm gonna seek that. Certainly. And I think like people talking about their difficulties, especially in in so so it's easy to talk about your difficulties in recovery. It's easy to connect, mm -hmm. right? Because cause we are all very obviously, you know, I don't know, um, there is a very unique thing that happens to your brain at 18 months of, yeah. of recovery that is like we all know 
that experience we all like the pink cloud kind of like slowly drifts away and uh-huh. we're in, like <clears throat> you know the valley of death for some reason right <laughs> right and then that can happen multiple times uh-huh but 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 it's like it's like how how it's conceptualized and like how personal it's taken is much different mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, like i'm not going through like a hard time i'm going through the hardest time any human <laughs> being has ever <laughs> experienced you know right. here let me throw some rocks at myself, like <laughs> at myself, like like this is clearly a pun. Like I've, I've angered a god, um, but, <laughs> but, but and what what causes that to be like manageable is knowing that someone else is experiencing it, right? Um, yeah. Like like when I first came into recovery, my suffering was very unique, and now I view my suffering as very ordinary, right? And, and that makes it a lot easier to deal with when you're like, yep, just it's just i'm just sad right Ooh, we got there right <laughs> i'm not you know how many other people have been sad today oh god <laughs> scrolling all through, of them. scrolling through tiktok <laughs> like it's like at least 90 percent of the population you you know this is like a sidebar but you know what i love about tiktok so like today for reasons i had to delete like other social media so i was like this is just hurting my soul right but tiktok i'm so grateful that the algorithm understands why i go there you know like i go there for the feel goods uh and it provides and thank you tiktok for that even if the feel goods are like hey you have mental health stuff and uh you've gone through some shit but you're gonna be all right you know my my recovery well, well, well. Like, I think there might be a fundamental <laughs> difference in our TikTok experience because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm mostly just like, like I see the mental illness, but it's like not in regards to mental illness. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. hey, I'm just in my house doing house <laughs> things, and you're like, oh, you got problems, my dude. <laughs> you know, it's very, it's very not healthy for me. It's but um, algorithm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh no, no, dear, you're. You're worth so much more than that. Don't do that to yourself. Mm. That's another thing. But um, sorry. All right. Yeah, sorry. I derailed us. Yeah. <laughs> now there are those things here. <laughs> like actual human suffering. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 like I guess um the point that you were making still kind of stands is is you start to see other humans as assets or avenues to growth or avenues to like connection and like it stops being so scary to you know interact with people or like rely on people um mm-hmm. you know i i i suppose for me um interdependence is bro a i was problem. just thinking it yeah it, it's so it's been one of the most difficult things for me to do is 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 learn how to because i had to learn how to do that that was not inherent in my experience before is learn how to be interdependent on other humans and feel that that's okay because it's like Mm -hmm. that's like for whatever reason for me that was like such a chip right at my ego it was like Mm -hmm. oh like you need other people oh right gosh you're not you know you're not you know someone in your mind who doesn't uh i can't think of someone that doesn't need other people which is i think the point right right every single human on earth is dependent on one another for our continued existence. Well, and I it's mean, biologically woven. 
we were um in uh, my meditation group today we were talking about how like we have evolved for millions of years to have 40 sets of eyeballs paying attention to us the second we were born like, like 40 sets yeah Dang. You, know, you know like a you know, like a little tribe of people you all raise the kids together it's uh-huh. you know by by comparison we're very isolated today right was i was really just thinking how many people saw me be born and it was not 40 well you know, you know it's, <laughs> this very loose metaphor i'm not imagining like the birth happening in an amphitheater i'm just i'm just saying like, <laughs> shortly after you are born you are taken around the tribe and like you know sure. you are the first two years of your life which are hugely important you yeah. are spent around other other younglings and uh, yeah. you know, around you know people who are who care about your happiness even if it is not your biological mom Sue Ann down down to the next hut or or whatever the situation is. I hope that isn't vaguely upsetting to say hut, but couldn't imagine why. Um, like you know, Sue Ann down at, on the other side also cares about you because they are co-raising you with other women slash men right. in the tribe. Right. Yeah, I think that. Uh... I could do an entire episode on the nuclear family and how much of an impediment it is like become, especially like as a parent raising children, like doing that. There were absolutely like not 40 people at my children's birth, you know? Um, and it was a while before they met 40 different people, you know? Uh, and the difference in, I, I mean, really and I would I'd love to like spend more time on this another time but I think about as it relates to recovery it's like the community that we crave it's like what we were talking about before this that desire like needs unmet you know the desire for community the desire for that interdependence and then like while being raised in a culture that like really advocates to do it on your own, you know, like do it yourself, figure it out, like be self-made, you know? Um, really, we really get pushed like self-reliance independence. Like that is like, you know, it's prestigious on entrepreneurs just doing it all on their own. Right. Right. One man show. Like, and the, as that like how that impacts recovery it's like now we're put in this situation where it's like you actually need other people and isolation might kill you and it's like oh but like I now need to rewire my entire nervous system to feel comfortable in a room full of people you know Uh, and I have to rewire my nervous system to be vulnerable in those spaces and And then you do this while simultaneously navigating language like codependency, you know, and it's like, where is it too much? You know, like I've been isolated and so hyper independent. But now if I lean in too much, got to be careful not to get codependent, you know, and really balancing that like swinging scale. Well, for sure. And it's like, um, I don't think enough credit is given to the fact that, as you said, you are literally rewiring your nervous system. Yeah. You are you are changing how your brain produces serotonin and dopamine. Right. You are 
habitual, like, like your unconscious habitual behavior has brought you to a place in your life where you have to change because the suffering is too much. Like you, you, you effectively, you know, your um, drinking does not fix it. Mm-hmm. Not drinking does not fix it. And you find mm-hmm. yourself in a very difficult spot right? Uh, or, or whatever your drug of choice is, you know, food, sex, sugar, people video games whatever people yeah uh, yeah mm, people yeah mm, people delicious yeah. <laughs> i'll take 30 please like this but i'm living my house um but like that is not something that you're you know effectively natural at like like mm-hmm. and there's a lot of that talk internally that you are you know oh i'm shit Oh, I don't know how to make friends. Oh, and it's like so need needless. And so because if you've never done it, like, like, I don't know if you remember that first time that, you know, the first couple of times we hung out, uh, like, like, like I was like, oh, God damn it. You're supposed to feel good when you're around people. Oh, <laughs> man, I've been fucking this up, dude. Like, like you haven't dumped any of your you know emotional damage on me and we've just enjoyed our times together and it's Taking fine walks and shit what uh, like... <laughs> no man i've really done this wrong <laughs> and it's like that is that is potentially you know um like 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 i'm sorry not potentially that has really given me a framework for like what i expect from like humanity mm-hmm. like oh like you're supposed to feel good when you're around certain people and yeah. like you're you don't have to but you're allowed to like you know if if you're in a social situation that's making you sad all the time you're allowed to take inventory of that and create boundaries right and just like that like like level of awareness of how i authentically feel about social you know situations i'm in are not is not conversations i heard in aa and um, right. I'm sure they were happening. I'm not, you know, saying saying that that program's incapable of producing that, but I'm saying like there are just avenues by which people learn, understand, mm-hmm. and connect that I just was not compatible with um, in there. And then you know I did the other thing, and I was like, oh, oh, breath, of, oh, wonderful. Okay, well that's solved. I guess we can move on to the next problem. <laughs> um, right. But like, yeah, at oh, the in in like that in that program's defense i <laughs> think that for me anyways like i could not have addressed all of this then like i was just trying to figure out how to be sober you know um and that would have been like i i will for sure admit that i probably overstayed my welcome but i think I did like just need something for a long time that was bare bones um kind of the essentials you know and then I needed like I'm grateful for the opportunity later to take what I like perceived as essential and challenge that and say like oh I am this idea that like I should always be seeking where I'm wrong in the world uh it feels so important to me because I came in always thinking I was wrong. And so I have to challenge that and I have to do something different with it now. Um, 
So I agree. And I also, I will also just say that I think that that's regional as well. Like where we did a, I think um, probably hits different than people doing it on the coasts or in other countries or just like in different demographical areas. Certainly. I, uh, that'll be a conversation we'll have someday. (laughs) The, um, I guess that like, will be like, the I hate it here podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, this is, this is, everyone here is kind of lame. I want to go. But uh not the... everyone. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who's 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 gonna listen to this. Probably the people who love us. <laughs> yeah, probably. The um and the people who hate us, who knows? Oh, I'm sure. Do some anger watching. Yikes. I, I imagine there's far, far fewer people that hate us than you might imagine. Um, no, I agree. The um like I like I guess based on what you said, I wanted to make two really important things that I try and say is that I'm in no way talking smack on AA because it's helped me in the same way to a smaller extent and of course has saved the lives of millions and millions of untold people all over the world there is absolutely nothing wrong with it it's just yeah it's just i i just um what really happened to me is that i i heard someone talking about recovery in a way that was foreign to me and i found that way to be just better and then I've kind of come to a place where I'm now I'm just like, well, let's use everything. Yeah. Yeah. All all the things. I mean, we're all making this up as we go. There's no right or wrong way to do it, I suppose. And um, yeah. But I mean, you know, like, 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 as you've kind of mentioned, I don't know that there's a better way to do it than spend the first multiple years in AA. I think it's a really great support system for right. remaining sober. It just... It like it almost doesn't expect you to get that far, and it gets like like and you get <laughs> and you get to the point where you're just like, hey, hey guys, I have a lot of emotions and like a lot of really complicated like you know conceptualizations of like right. where I think I get dopamine from, and they're right. like, uh, we don't do that here. Right. Go, so, back to, so... go back to helping people, please. Right, right, right. And, Ignore that and yeah. just be of service. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's just your alcoholism acting up. Yikes! Yeah, <laughs> or I, or you know if if you're <laughs> or if you're you know on the other side you're just like oh she just has a case of being a woman. Serious case of the woman's. Shouldn't listen to that. Mm. Sorry, that's awkward. <laughs> I have really strong opinions about. Um, <laughs> about misogyny and a but yeah no again i my hope is that that's regional um sure it is. but if it's <laughs> the i mean the text would suggest otherwise so you're you're probably not wrong um but i like that i and i i like that a lot the just like kind of didn't expect to get this far because it is it's like okay now i'm sober i've been sober for a while i don't really like think about getting fucked up anymore uh it's not like a thing that makes sense for my life. Like, I don't crave it. That's not there. But I do have these other feelings, you know. I do have this still, like you said at the very beginning, I still have this sense of disconnection. 
Um, and sometimes that's like, I have this sense of disconnection from people. I have this sense of disconnection from culture, from politics, from my region, from myself even, you know? And I think that that was like a big part of where I got to was the disconnection of self because I went through these years in recovery, like between like five and seven where I was like, oh my God, I have no idea who I am. I have worked so diligently to build a person that I thought I was supposed to build, you know, (laughs) and like, I'm here now inside her and I hate it. (laughs) It's like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think I would say that, you know? (laughs) Well, right. I mean, you, you, you just described exactly the last two years of my life. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, except the inside her, that part didn't happen. Maybe a him. (laughs) I'm talking about your own body, Sean. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Dumb. Never mind. Yes. And I was super inside myself. Actually, I uh, wasn't. I, I you personalization. Yeah. I was outside of myself. Yeah. Quite literally, my awareness right. is outside of myself. What a right. absolute looking nightmare. down. Yeah. Like, oh no, that's that ain't it, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> we really, we really, really, really went to the wrong place. Like <laughs> right. but but getting to that place where it's like, okay, I'm sober, I've been sober, I don't want to get fucked up. Now I have to look at me. And the life that I've built as a result of like trying to get sober. And some t- for some people, it's like, this is beautiful and great. And I'm just going to keep building more of it. And then I think for people like you and I, sometimes you get to this place where you like look at it and you're like, oh, like I'm not dead. Hell yes. You know, like I'm not getting fucked up anymore. Great job. Uh, my life is measurably better, but I now have this conflict of self and identity and my relationships and who I have become like not only like who I have become this like grandiose kind of like philosophical question but like who am I in relation to my world as well like how do I interact with the world and that's where things got dicey and it was like okay I need recovery for this I need healing and growth through this season of my life Yes. You know. No, and I don't want to say for sure, but I I assume that that experience of of constructing the human and then realizing <laughs> that that's not compatible with anything in your life uh-huh. around 5 years <laughs> is a very common experience. Right. Like like right. cuz cuz most of the people that I I hear around that time are going through that experience where they're yeah. just like, "Oh no." I've completely rebuilt myself from the ground up using this template that is not authentic to anything about me. Right. Or or that has caused me to sort of like find dissonance in my life that is making me super unhappy or, or like, you know, my favorite example of this is that you're like, you're, you're tasked with a life event, like wanting to leave a job. And then, you know, you ask your, you know, your sponsor or your wise friend or your, mm-hmm. or your whatever, like, do you think I should leave this job? And like at six months sober, the answer is no, mm-hmm. <laughs> potentially, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, yeah. but, but at six years, the answer is like, I should not be asking another human being about what's best for me. Right. Because yeah. Because that person can't know the contents of my internal experience. And if it makes me unhappy, I should 
exit that situation as quickly as possible or, or well, if it's like terrible for my mental health or something, you know, um, like, like just as a really specific example, but, but the, sorry, sorry. I'm really passionate. No, about it's this. fine. I, what I, the only thing I would add is like, also that person cannot respond in an objective way because they're going to have life experiences that surround around jobs or relationships or whatever the big life event is that's going to inform the way that they respond. And so they're going to be in, advising you from their own lived experience that is going to just be different you know and right. so it, it was it was like that same I had a big life event then too and it was that same thing of like oh these people are doing their best but they can't know you know and I can't know because I don't know how to know yet and so it's like I, I have to figure out how to learn it's like life like forces you to make a decision on your own and it's right. the most difficult thing ever right it's like that first one you're just like uh, wait oh no wait and it's a big one y'all got just... me fucked up <laughs> <laughs> well, well well like you want of course to be like you know if you spent three years working on constructing this person right like you want it to to be like oh like where's my pat on my back you know that might be like you know you go tell your story somewhere and everyone's like ah, you're so, so, you know this is great you know you're wonderful thank you so much and then like you like realize that you only spend three or four hours a week doing recovery stuff and then all the rest of it is filled with this like void that doesn't really intersect with your you know your time in in that particular you know recovery group mm -hmm. you're just like oh wait this is broken or, or or this is like this and this is like that and there's just kind of like a um like it's mostly been an experience of like coming into my own I don't want to say power because that's so cheesy but like like taking ownership of my life from yeah. that place of like you know okay this cardboard cut out of Sean does not work it is not compatible with anything in my life right. so I have to own all those choices I made and now live with those things and mm -hmm. um I think Buddhism is a lot gentler when dealing with change um yeah I've mostly been able to just be really compassionate and kind towards myself for some of right. it and then you know you know the rest of it has been mostly me floundering like a a turtle that's been turned upside down and I'm just like no I don't want it. <laughs> somebody <laughs> kick me over yeah. <laughs> Okay. Right. Like, can someone just tell me how to do this? Fuck. Like, I don't want to think on my own anymore. But, but <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, my aspiration um, in life and in recovery is to be a full human. Mm -hmm. Like, I do not want to be perfect. I do not want to be, you know, you know, without cobwebs or, you know, gross inside stuff that I'm t terrified to tell people about. I, I would like the full flavored experience so that I can work through all that and then I can just be a human. I don't yeah. know, like, like that might be a strange way to put it, like as if I'm not one now, but, but there's just, I don't know, in recovery, I've gone through these periods where I'm just like, I know there's more, you know, there's more to experience. There's more to feel, there's more to be. Um, Dave Smith um, said it really concisely. I don't know if he came up with this, but it, it's the idea is when you first come in, things are bad and difficult and painful, but that does, th 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 that just means for you, that's the lowest. 
there is no end to how bad a life can get. Mm. And on the other side of that, there's no end to how good things can be. How big your joy, how much love you have to give, how much compassion you have for the world around you, you know, et cetera. And it's like, that is like really like at some point, like it stopped being about like Sean not drinking and started being like Sean, the human that is trying to like grow into this experience, which allows me to have, you know, more, not, yeah. not in a sense that I need more, but, but in like, you know, the depth of my human experience to be great. right. Just a fuller experience. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that somewhere, somewhere along the line kind of became my drum, um, you know, like that I marched to. And I don't know if it's good or bad yet, but um, it certainly, it certainly I feel is like so, something that I haven't gotten a whole lot of like, like there's no a pamphlet about that, or there's no Dar Dharma recovery pamphlet about that. That is a Sean sure. situation that yeah. I need to come to an adult decision on and like work through. And like, like if that's really what I'm passionate about, that has to be like a lifelong aspiration. It's not mm -hmm. a... It's not a, you, I don't know. It's not something that you just decide over the weekend. Although it <laughs> kind of happened like that. So, so let's be Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Confusing, painful, disorienting. Um, it's like this, like also wonderful, also full of, you know, you know, potentially full of joy, growth, you know, all, all these really cool experiences. And that I just found that there was like a time where, I just needed for that to focus here more. Mm -hmm. And um, so, so much of the answer for me in early recovery was like pointing my attention um, at other people. Um, mm -hmm. So like being of service, you know, doing a bunch of things. I was, I was certainly one of those people with too many service commitments and um, cer certainly did too many conferences. But, right. but so through, through that experience of being like burned out and sad and, you know, shit this could go into another fucking rant about, <laughs> about other stuff but like you know just as a cliff note that there is i'm keeping a list of yeah future topics <laughs> it's, it's like it's like that day when you wake up and realize that helping people makes you feel better and it's like the only thing in your life that makes you feel like feel feel better right <laughs> someone just, just like, run with that I, I guess it's just who i am now i guess right. we're just gonna spend spend the next 30 or so years uh you know making sure that coffee's stocked or those chairs are stacked you know or well, whatever the case may be and here's the deal service is wonderful i still like i had to do my own work around like not making service my entire identity and not only finding value in myself when i was of service like i i had to do that work but I still love service. It's still like one of my love languages. It's a way I, somebody told me yesterday that I was a safe person. And I was like, that is the best fucking compliment that I could receive. Like, I love that. I love being a safe person for people, but I, and I think that even in service in recovery, like in specific recovery frameworks, it's like, that can, there can be a lot of utility to that because people are mirrors, you know, like the people who, great on me the worst are probably some reflection of like my past or present self you know that like makes me uncomfortable I think the problem is doing that like inner reflection 
looking at self, especially to like any like significant degree, was often just considered like self-centeredness. You know, like selfishness and self-centeredness is gonna like fuck up your day is <laughs> essentially how that went. Um, but mm-hmm. it was I needed the self-reflection. I need to go inside sometimes to be able to utilize what I'm learning in service and what I'm learning when other people grade on me, you know, like, because otherwise it's just repressing. And that's kind of like what I fell into whenever I overcommitted with service as I was repressing all of these like wounds, essentially, that, uh, that were just like festering within my experience and just going balls to the wall all the time and exhausting myself. Uh, Whereas like now I feel like I've come to not perfectly, but I've come to this place of more balance around like I'm able to see when something is wounded and that doesn't like pull me out of the world to where I can't be of service, but instead it like almost creates this interconnected web of, Oh, other people are healing too. And like my healing and your healing for whatever reason right now are compatible. And so we get to like walk with each other instead of me, like trying to take the reins all the time. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. That's really good. That's really, that's really hopeful. I like that quite a bit. I, I of course, um, at the time thought of it in a very binary way. Mm. So, so it's just like, Hey, this isn't the best use of my time. Like, yeah. Um, but like that, that's very true. And there is like, you know, I do have to acknowledge that, you know, I don't have the same set of experiences um, as I did. Like my life might be bigger in certain ways. And, mm-hmm. you know, when the conditions change, you require another answer, you know, like mm-hmm. or, or, or a different answer. And that doesn't mean that what brought you to that place is necessarily bad or wrong or you should beat yourself up for it. It's just like, at the end of the day, it came down to like, hey, this behavior is making you real sad. So mm-hmm. you, have to stop. you have to stop. And then life was like, no, you really have to stop. We need to full on breaks. Right. And, um, you you might be a danger to yourself and others. So, um, you know, all the no one. Actually, I don't want to say that. I was about to talk some mad shit, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna chill. That's for yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. We we were both temporarily in a cult. I wonder if we're gonna talk about that someday. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> it's me on the old K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to get Theo out of Oklahoma before we can talk. Oh man, please. <laughs> but, Please, um, thank you the the um <laughs> yeah like so so i suppose the idea behind all of this um we haven't even said the name yet oh yeah mindful self-indulgence with rio and theo oh it's so good it's great it's so it? good yeah so 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 i suppose in that like within that context we're two people that have kind of picked up the mantle of our own healing based around mm-hmm. spiritual practice and that that has kind of, um, you know, replaced mostly, you know, what we did with that cardboard cutout of our recovery selves. Um, mm. 
and there's almost like a you know a loose jazz quality to it where it's just like I am as a fully autonomous human I'm allowed to do and say and be of help to whoever I want so the the ownership of maintaining you know the um what's a good word for that like it's my responsibility to make sure I don't ruin my life with service now. Right. And, and that's like, oh, hugely empowering because, because you can, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it just feels, feels right for me right now. So um, this podcast yeah. is just to share that experience um, because, okay, I'm about to go into another rant. So if you have anything to say, you should say it real quick. I just, just in the, in the, uh, sense of like what we're doing here and it kind of like bounces off something you said earlier it's like yes there are a lot of different ways to do this and like for me this is not about like telling people how to do it or how not to do it but rather like kind of sharing our stories and our experiences and if somebody relates and that creates like pleasure in their lives then like fuck yeah you know and if it creates suffering that ultimately leads to pleasure also fuck yeah <laughs> like uh but definitely not telling anybody what to do or what not to do because i'm out of that business thanks yeah <laughs> no for sure and i mean that's really what my intention would be to like show that there is different expressions of this and they might mm. not be the most mainstream expressions but like um the benefit of this experience for me right now is that i get to show through this podcast in a way how someone that tries to use these tools rebuilds a life right because that's what I'm doing right now yeah like don't have a career in the way that I used to have a career have a physical injury have a a mental illness thing that's happening to me right now with depersonalization so I am at the mercy of these tools to construct what is to be a very authentic cardboard cutout of Sean, not the, <laughs> like a fake one, but we're going to construct the real thing that I can then very dramatically step through in some sort of event Three, somewhere. Yeah. You know. Three-dimensional Sean, model. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's like move beyond that one-dimensional. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought that way better. Yeah. Um, Brand new myself. skin suit. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's kind of like, I, I have to believe that... Um, this way of thinking and this way of doing things with my life and this way of like introspection and self-reflection and like um, driving my vehicle through life in a way that is causing as little harm as possible is Mm -hmm. something that I want, something that is authentic and is important to my experience and makes life worth living, which at the end of the day is really what it's about. Um, Being super excited to be alive. Well, I mean, we got to be here. You might as well enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) We got choices, man. But like, because (laughs) of that, that unfortunate, not unfortunate. I'm totally joking. This is getting dark. Uh, (laughs) But because of the like interdependent like web that I've woven, that we've woven. um, I want to be here. If I, if I'm going to be here and I want to be here, I want to have some semblance of peace and happiness, man. Right. And it doesn't, yeah. And I just want to like live that cool expression of your life where it's like authentic to who you are, feels authentic, and allows you to accomplish what you need to 
And um, I use okay. the practice of mindfulness and meditation and yoga and um, Dharma recovery to uh, help me with that. And it feels pretty good right now. Um, kind of jealous of I don't really have any other options as far as like, you know, no ecstatic dance yet. No, no uh, singing bowls, you know, like, like I very, like I actually got some singing bowls last week, but uh, nice. it's just like, it's, it's like, the, these are the tools that I have and mm -hmm. I'm going to do the best with it. And if it turns out awfully, um, I'm sure everyone listening will equate me directly with an entire faith tradition. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, no, no pressure on my end for this to turn out well. Or... Definitely but... no inflated ego here. <laughs> yeah. no. no, no, like, like, like. I mean, if I fuck it up, then it's Buddhism's fault. Oh, um, okay. Is what I meant. No, definitely oh, my... not that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my uh, Buddhism doesn't need me. Um, at all i just like talking about it because it's fun it's um i'm i mean we've had the conversation before but i'm a huge fan of non-dual um philosophies and mm -hmm. um, expressions of spirituality and it's like we all have this like range of emotions and awareness of those emotions but all of our experiences are dramatically different mm -hmm. and um, that interests me a whole lot because i think that um well, I mean, that's where a lot of our misunderstandings come from. That's where a lot of like, you know, our grudges come from, you know, as, as I don't know if I recorded it or not, but the idea that like every single person in recovery is someone that just did not get the care and love they needed mm -hmm. in early childhood development. Yeah. And, um, you know, I heard this from Gabar Mate or like, am I pronouncing that correctly? Gabor Mate? I don't know. <laughs> Gabor Mate is a very nice old man who who talks about trauma. Um, he uh, he said that when when you're a child, um, you are you think the entire world revolves around you, and um, like when you grow up, you sort of grow out of that, and that and that a narcissist is someone who is stuck at two years old mm. emotionally. That is and, interesting. And I was like, I'm not sure, you know, this is just the words of a man, right? But like I, that way of looking at it allows me to be compassionate to a lot more right. people. Like, That's like, what I was just thinking. Yeah. As a tool. And then by, by proxy makes my life easier because I'm not carrying that. So I'm happier. So right. then I get to go out into the world and be a more brighter, happier version of myself to the people yeah. around me, which actually makes an impact. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how I feel, you know, we all make the world better for each other in a strange way by helping ourselves. So. Yeah. Yeah. I am a lot more capable uh, of bringing good into the world whenever I am better taken care of. And that's, man, there's just concrete evidence of that, you know? And I think that that's, you know, you talk about your your like kind of programming or your pattern or path for this is like you know meditation buddhism yoga uh and then this like interconnectedness and i think about my relationship to nature and how integral it's been to like my ability to show up in the world 
and I will notice if I get too far disconnected, like if I, if I'm not going on walks or I'm not even just like getting outside, you know, um, if I'm not taking care of those needs, those like kind of basic primary needs that I've discovered about myself, I got, it sounds self-deprecating, but I can become essentially useless, you know, um, useless to other people and to myself. You know, I, all of a sudden I want to lay in my bed and watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer for six hours straight, you know? And while that is a pleasurable experience, uh, and maybe sometimes warranted, you know, but like, it's not me showing up in the world in the way that I want to, you know, um, I love what you said about narcissism. I think that that's, I have not like exactly connected those dots, but I do. There's a person in my life who is a narcissist and I think often about how they operate with like a scared child's mind, you know, um, a child who's just like petrified by the world and is hurting. <laughs> and, it, and I think that it makes a lot of sense because children require require this perception that they that the world revolves around them you know because they need care like they have to have care to survive they have to have care to learn how to navigate social social situations or relationships or health and wellness or safety or all of these things you know like they have to have that so of course they would have to have this like singular mind you know because those pathways are literally burning into their gray matter. Right. Well, and if they're growing that fast, if they don't have that, if they don't have that care, then it's like, again, it like rockets you into this like survival space of like, now I'm going to do everything that I can to receive that care, even if that is violence, you know, like even if that is creating and cultivating suffering in other people's lives, like because I have to survive. And I think that whenever I consider it from that perspective, there is a lot more compassion there because it's not like, oh, you should fucking know better or like, you know, we're all out here healing, man, get on it. You know, it's uh, just like, oh, you don't even, nobody showed you the way. Um, and yeah, I, I really like the way that that softens my heart uh, because it can. I mean, I mean, pain creates this kind of like rough exterior. And I definitely, there was a lot of that prior to sobriety and mixed in sobriety for me, you know? Um, and so that's something that I have to challenge a lot is we, so we played this game last night <laughs> and it's called, we're not really strangers. And I'm going to plug the game because like, it's so good, but it's a card game. And it's like, people would say I'm blank, but they don't really know that I'm blank and it was like my card and I was like people would say that I am kind and gentle but they don't really know that I'm a rage machine man <laughs> like I I came into sobriety so angry so so angry and that's still a part of my experience like and, and so like to also add I feel like I'm going on for too long now but like uh there's a part of my recovery is inner child work you know um dealing with the like 
heaps of like childhood trauma you know uh and so it's like that child needed rage you know um at at different points and so like it's still just like a part of my makeup but I said the same thing last night it's like I have learned incredible ways to channel that you know to where now I would not say that I am a angry person I would say that I'm a passionate person you know um and that I'm a creative person even and so I don't know I think that there's a lot to be said and again like an entire episode could be done on the ways that early childhood development inform recovery as adults you know right it does make it very difficult to be particularly cross at anyone when, when you think right. about them in that context, which is right. um, good, you know, and in, like, and as I said, anything that makes that easier for me is kind of my primary directive. Um, right. It's, it's not to say I'm perfect by any means. I'm just talking about, you know, my aspirations, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. rather than, you know, right. what I actually express, because there are days that I'm just like, you know, like the world would be a better place if I set like two or three people on fire and walked away. But I mean, that's not going to happen. Right. So they deserve to be alive just like I do. And well, they deserve happiness just like I do because I can't be fully happy if I hate someone. Right. Well, and here's here's what I think is interesting about what you just said and just relevant to recovery in general is you talked about like non-duality is very central to what you believe right um or like the path that you want to follow whereas like this idea that like the part of me that wants to set people on fire and the part of me that wants to express and like offer compassion to people are two distinct and separate parts is just like untrue right it's like They're the part of me, me Right. Yeah. Well, and it's like the part. So it's not about like learning how to not want to set people on fire. For me, like specifically around anger, it's like learning that like because like me wanting to set people on fire, if I trace those roots all the way down, comes from this place of like love and protection and justice, you know, like what I really want is to take care of people. And like maybe setting people on fire is not the most efficient way to do that you know uh maybe but that fire like within me that thing that burns me that pushes me to that place is so incredibly useful and so right. it has to exist like I can't pretend it doesn't and I can't try to not be it I have to learn how to use that to be compassionate, you know, how to be that Bodhivista who like destroys everything in the name of fucking love, man. <laughs> like, Well, well for sure. And I mean, I don't know if you um, identify this like with this, but there is, there is a very messy, very strange war being fought inside me right now over like what I think sort of like masculine energy mm -hmm. or how, how I think or how I feel authentic with masculine energy being, expressed in my life right and how it's like, supposed to present yeah yeah and like how like like because all those people i want to set on fire it's to protect others yeah that's just kind of like that like that like justice that protection that like you know creating space for others to find safety is important to me 
or mm-hmm. or like you know i i actually love what you said earlier because like someone had said that to me that they feel safe around you mm-hmm. that was very that's such a good feeling yeah because um you know i'm i'm not uh i'm not a monster i'm just some guy right it's like, well we're aware that the world is can be unsafe and so if like we get to be a sheltering tree then that's that's all i want to do you know well certainly and that doesn't mean that i need to be a b b be that all the time mm-hmm. and b doesn't mean that i'm not allowed to fail at that right or be because, only that yeah yeah and i can still like all of these things that like i talk about are not like you know, qualities that I perfectly embody in my life. Like I'm, I'm just some fucking guy and I'm just yeah. trying to like make sense of my reality based on these like, you know, philosophies or, or these ways of thinking, which feel the most natural to me. And like, you know, that is not something that I need to beat myself up over. Um, that's been one of the biggest differences is, is, is like being completely okay with failing. Yeah, because that's where you get that's where you get that good teaching, man, that good learning, right. that good internal experience that like, oh, my God, I bet it all. I bet it all, man. It all went away. I burned everything to the ground. I, mm-hmm. My life has been cast into the wind like a handful of sand. And um, it's OK. Yeah. It's okay. Important even, you know, I, man, I was making. If this didn't like, like if my life didn't turn out exactly the way that it did, I would be such a prick. Like I would be so awful. Mm. Just like as a human, I would just be like completely indifferent to, to other humans. I'd be, I don't know. I, I'm just very grateful that I got that experience and I got that experience in a way that like pushed me into finding out what I really like about people, which is, I think- People are wonderful, beautiful, you know, interesting, you know, necessary. <laughs> and just like the only the only the only question mark is how I fit in that situation. You know what I mean? Right. And that makes it a lot easier. Um, you know, especially with, you know, this you know, like like this recent addition to my life, which is uh, you know, not treating women like objects <laughs> very very upsetting because <laughs> really ruined that one for me um, i just have to see people as humans with like wants and desires that don't have to include me in any way and um that's like rough but again how would i know unless i had that experience or how how would anyone listening here know that it's okay to express themselves in recovery and in their spirituality in this way, unless they hear it from someone who's also right. like, Hey, I found mild success in recovery through a meditative practice and community. Um, mm-hmm. That's kept, it's kept me relatively sane, especially in the last couple of years where things have been really bad. I would not have survived without community and without a spiritual practice in my life. I'm right. not saying that ex- you know i'm not saying that i'm like the john wick of losing everything where i'm just like fucking you know <laughs> flicking clips as i declare bankruptcy or something you know like like it was still bad and messy but it allowed me to orientate myself to something that i knew wasn't going to you know bring me to that place where i consider setting people on fire which right we're setting ourselves on fire that 
that's more that that's more my mo hmm. i'm like well i guess i'm just gonna die i'll see you guys later <laughs> see you next fun. time <laughs> yeah. yeah this is what it, 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 like this is really cool i guess no one cares bye <laughs> <laughs> i just get real <laughs> passive aggressive about it like you know hmm. care, you know what fun is uh recovery if you can't carry a cross every now and then um but the the like biggest like 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 that's been the biggest internal struggle i've had 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 recently is kind of getting that new new experience with how i relate to other people and how all that's been shuffled around like all mm -hmm. all those priorities and those ways of doing things that i was so used to are now gone in much the same way that my alcohol is gone so so i have to you like you like like you know what i mean so so yeah. i'm like okay we're actually getting to the core of this problem now and i actually have mm -hmm. to deal with it thankfully i have lots of lots of you know friends and uh multiple communities at this point that are kind of allowed me to heal in and around and um i don't know I, I'm trying not to, uh, you know, I suppose like as a first episode, this is a really good one because it's so broad, like, it's broad. Yeah. And, um, I think this would give anyone a pretty good idea of what we're going to be talking about. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, like, I don't know, I guess my brain just stopped working. <laughs> but like, 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 like that's all the juice I have. I'm sorry. It's your turn to talk now. It's good juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I think it's uh, I think it's been a good first one, and I agree. It's like if we're saying that like the umbrella that the the umbrella topic that we're doing here is recovery, then we're defining the umbrella. You know, that's like kind of what we're doing here, and like what that evolution has looked like. You know, like recovery for me today looks massively different than it did in the beginning that it did it three years five years seven years fucking like last year like it's uh and that that's okay important even you know uh to learn yeah. how to be in the I really like what you said about failure um there I try not to it sounds like really cliche and basic but I try not to like regret my like past you know because I don't I probably wouldn't maybe there's a timeline where I'm a horrible dick it's probably the one that didn't get sober right um or it's the one who like only chose one path and stayed on it and was like 35 years sober and some like grumpy crotchety old man right uh but I think that without the like some of the major shifts that have happened for me in recovery it would have looked more like externally I would have been very like uh, squeaky clean, you know, um, and exactly what you would expect from a woman in Oklahoma, you know, uh, but instead and internally I would have been like volcanic bubbling blug 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 you know like uh but instead I get this like integrated version where like sometimes I'm volcanic bubbly and then like sometimes I'm super gentle and kind and like rarely am I squeaky clean but I'm sure that right. there's a version of that in there 
Well, I mean, even like that's a step, even being able to just like objectively look at yourself and be like, I did not. There's things that happened to me in the last four years that I've just been like, wow, that was bad. <laughs> I, I didn't handle that well. No one yeah. involved enjoyed their time. I, right. I certainly didn't want to do that. And it's just, that is what happened. Yeah. And, um, that, you know, the only, I probably have like a, you know, a pretty average list of amends to make over the last four years of my life. Um, as far as like, you know, things that, you know, like what the potential is, you know, it's a pretty in the middle. And, um, I feel that there's, there's like, there is something there to being able to like, see that, like, and that's like, like within the process, like that's where I'm at is where I'm just mm -hmm. like, okay, I can see it. Yeah. What I do about it, God knows, but there yeah. is the possibility that if I can see it, I don't have to let it, you know, step all over my life. Right. Um, and, you know, those, those are mostly like, you know, repetitive, habitual, negative mind stuff is, mm -hmm. is mostly what I deal with where, where it's just like the track that's playing is awful, is mm -hmm. negative or, or, or as I like, you know, like perhaps to, to rephrase it is everyone's against me. I'm the only person <laughs> that's ever suffered. This is hell. Um, I can't believe I'm stuck here with everyone, you know, like, <laughs> like, 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 like all of these. We're going other... somewhere nicer next time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> going somewhere nicer next time. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> and, um, you know, like, like being in that place and then seeing where like you can step out of that by connecting with another human being, mm -hmm. being a part of a community, going to a meeting, getting a meditation in, doing my stretches. Um, I love my stretches and, um, you know, doing those steps and saying that that is like, you know, there's of course no like, oh, I'm fixed. I did it once, but like, no, <laughs> to, to um, accept the practice that exists within that, the yeah. sort of like intentioned, habitual walking against that stream. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's been real right. cool. That like, like that's been what's made my life, um, right. you know, worth, worth living. I, I, um, this is actually like this conversation has brought up a lot of like, holy shit, I forgot all all my feels from like right? Oklahoma. You you talking about <laughs> narcissism and how things are at AA. And I'm like, oh man, oh, right in the heart. Um must be why we're friends. Yeah. But uh good. <laughs> yeah. That's is that is that mindless or is that mindful self-indulgence? <laughs> yeah so i think that uh i think that's what we're doing here cool first yeah first episode done congratulations okay. you did fantastically you did fantastically <laughs> support interconnection yes it is um to to review uh, yes. there will be objectives and questions at the end of each chapter yes no that's just academia okay uh, no, like, <laughs> I don't so know. i have <laughs> topics for the future interdependence cussing nuclear family i hate it here Overcommitted, <laughs> <laughs> masculine and feminine energy how i show up in the world awesome i i i, I too have have lots of ideas um <laughs> men being shitty in recovery mm, yikes <laughs> accidentally going to a cult uh, <laughs> um like uh you know dealing with like i mean to be frank you know all all joking aside um it's 
I just don't think enough people talk about how confusing it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not, um, or I believe the confusion um, by and large in recovery is mis, misunderstood as mystical. And I don't think that it is a hundred percent mystical. Oof. I think you can take some of that out. And when you remove the mysticism from your soul sickness or your stinking thinking or your magical magnifying glass mind, what you see is something that can be healed with practice. Yeah. Spiritual practice. Ooh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it's it's not. As I said before, I just don't think AA went far enough because right. I think you can get someone all the way back yeah, um, from that place into a life that makes them very happy and is a benefit to everyone. Right. That was always something that like confused the shit out of me was this idea that I was going to be returned to sanity right and i i would joke forever it's like returned there there was no sanity to begin with and I then brought the crazy here with me like <laughs> right right i've been carrying it around out of the womb but like it's everywhere but and then i used all of this like perception to like reinforce this idea that i was never sane and that i was innately like bad or damaged or broken or whatever and it is it's just like what you're saying it's like returning back to kind of that core essence because like I I have kids you know and one of them is like absolute chaos like feral child and it's and the other one's super like sweet sensitive like ordered and things like that and they are both incredibly beautiful and there's something there, you know, I have to imagine that like you and I also came from that same place, you know, that everybody that I meet came from this same place of like, well, sometimes things look different. There's a, there's a sweetness to it, you know, and so getting back to that, I don't know that this is making sense. I think that my brain juices are also drying up. Um, <laughs> like, I think it's great. Yeah, I just, that return to sanity now looks more like a return to the like just general essence of humanity because like things my kids don't do malicious things you know uh if they do things it's out of confusion if they do things it's out of like a desire or a need gone unmet you know uh it's out of fear or insecurity or lack of confidence or like yeah. you know all of these like kind of like outward pressed upon things but really, man, like, they're just little beings of love trying to navigate this fucking wonky ass place. And like, if I believe that about them, that's one thing about being a parent is like, if I believe that about them, I am kind of forced to believe that about me. Yeah. <laughs> and about Ooh. most other people, you know, the people that I want to catch on fire. I have to yeah. believe that just they started out the same. And just along the way, it all got little off track yeah that's really great i really yeah. like that i think that's really profound thank you for sure <laughs> <laughs> i will uh like i just want to amend one thing and then i'll okay. close um because okay. i know you have to leave like in three minutes sure 
or, or <laughs> five minutes ago, depending on. Um, <laughs> but um, the 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 idea is that um, I think, you know, not to contradict what we've been talking about, but I think to some degree these problems are not solved, but right. outgrown. Mm. And that's a Carl Jung quote. And it's not true a hundred percent, but like for me, but it's, it's pretty true is that I, I rarely ever fix the problem. I just outgrow it. Interesting. And, um, let you on that. I, I will leave a cliffhanger saying that I will come up with a example of that for next week. Right. Well, it's perspective, right? It's like the problem is not real i just believed it was a problem i mean then you get into attachment and non-attachment and yep. like yep and then it all comes back to buddhism <laughs> just being a very efficient way to recover from addiction right on next week's episode we will unpack the carl young quote <laughs> <laughs> no i'd rather talk about andrew tate for 40 minutes so i don't i will have to do some don't research do, don't look it up don't look it no, up. i'm it's not gonna joke. i Just really won't i'm gonna spend the all the time i can outside and making fires this week and awesome. uh, definitely not going to look up all the things i know enough to know i don't want to know Excellent. you know that's perfect then uh i guess um this has been mindful self-indulgence with rio and theo thank oh, you very much God. for listening first episode down in the can we did it I always end things with I love you. Do I get to tell all of these because <laughs> I love them? Because well, I do. <laughs> sure, sure. I don't know you personally. Possibly. May, maybe so. But I guarantee you, I love you as much as is sane for someone on the internet to do. <laughs> fair. Super fair. Ooh. And that concludes episode one of Mindful Self-Indulgence with Rio and Theo. Music today is brought to you by Nigel Moore. Thank you so much for listening. Missing the girl you begged to stay. Regretting the things you didn't say.